is the Big Church Podcast. Oh, come on. Let's give him some praise this morning. Let's love on him like we mean it this morning. Who is thankful for Emmanuel, God with us? Well, welcome to Big Christmas. What do y'all think? So good. So good. I want to welcome those of you that are joining us online this morning. What an incredible, incredible morning. Over the last few weeks, um, we've been preaching a sermon series titled Unexpected. The first week I preached Unexpected but not surprised. And it was about Mary's um, life and how she was pregnant with purpose. And last week, Pastor Rich preached a message called, I didn't see that coming, the unexpected life of Joseph. And both of those stories talk about the unexpected in our lives. And so today, we're gonna preach a message called the unexpected gift how many in this place like unexpected things wow all 10 of you Christmas as I remember it used to be unexpected right like when you went out to the tree and you looked under the tree there was that present that was yours and that present that was yours and that's mine don't you touch that even though it got a name on it that's my present But we really, honestly, I grew up and we didn't know what we were getting. And that's what kind of made the day special. It was very unexpected. But you didn't know what you were getting. But I think the best gifts are the ones that are unexpected, right? The ones you don't know that you're getting. I remember one year I got a moon racer for Christmas. You all know what a moon racer is? Neither did I. But guess what? It had a huge box. This box was this big this wide and the moon racer was kind of like a little wagon that had some wheels on the back you do a wheelie but let me tell you about that awesome cardboard box how many of y'all ever had fun in a cardboard box i had more fun with that cardboard box than i ever did with the moon racer i think i tore it up but the cardboard box i cut out holes in it we made forts with it it was just so awesome and anybody ever got a light bright for christmas Y'all ever lose all the pegs to your light bright? And mom used to vacuum them up in the vacuum cleaner. You could hear it going. I was like, like light bright pegs everywhere. Y'all know what a light bright is. I'm good. But I think that's really what made Christmas fun. Christmas was supposed, is supposed to be about childlike wonder and expectancy and giving more than getting. But now... As a show of the hands here, you all like to know what's coming, don't you? What is up with Christmas lists? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. You start making a list, and I know Santa's got a list. Aren't you glad I don't have to sit down the whole time? This is awesome. And, and Santa makes, has a list about six miles long, but we start making our list of what we want and, and everything. We pass it off to mom and dad and grandma and grandpa, and we're trying to get this thing. And what is up with wrapping paper? If you already know what you're getting. Listen, you green people out there right now, you need to be calling up your congressman and saying, listen, we don't be wrapping anything if we know what it is. And what about hints in, what about Christmas hints in September? 
You start hinting what you want in September, 1st of October, when they start putting the Halloween stuff out. You know where I'm going with that. But the hints in September of what you want. And let me just tell you, over the last couple weeks, it's been phenomenal getting to go shopping with my beautiful wife. Look at her. Come on. I wanted to spin her around and see if she'd, she'd be like, a, like one of those disco balls. Look at her. But we went in the store. I just want to be honest with you. I don't buy her any clothes. Aren't you glad? We went in the store, and she's trying this stuff on, and she's tried everything in the store on at least once, and she'd come back, and she would show me, and I was like, it looks good, but that's nothing I would have picked out for you. So thankful that I could hand her some cash or a gift card and go buy your own clothes. But I did dress up today. Do y'all, y'all think I look... She picked it out. She made sure I matched. And I, and I am Pastor Rich. Or several people came up to me and said, I didn't even know who you were. And I was like, well, I'm me here. Marco Polo. Y'all don't get that. But I don't buy her anything. But in reality, here's the thing. We're not always happy with unexpected surprises. In reality, we don't like the challenge of anything that's unexpected in our lives. Right. And here's what happens. If you get to that point, it can affect your relationship with God. Why? Because he's often completely unexpected. He does things sometimes out of the, out of the ordinary, out of the normal. And, and because he's often complete, we miss what he has for us. God had been telling us for thousands of years, something big's coming. He was telling us for hundreds of years, uh, there was something coming. And from Genesis to Matthew, he talked about Jesus and how he was going to come. But over 50 prophecies in the Old Testament said this was about to happen. But here's what happened. From Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament, to Matthew, over 400 years, there was nothing but silence. He didn't speak to no one. He didn't talk to the prophets. He didn't have, there was no communication between the God of heaven. For over 400 years, there was nothing that happened. What happens in your life when you don't hear what you used to hear? You know what I'm talking about? You used to have that relationship with God and everything went uh, the way that you wanted it to go and you heard everything that you needed to know. But then there's times when there's silence. But I gotta tell you something. Most of the time when there's silence, it's not because God went somewhere, it's because you went somewhere. The reason the silence is in your life is because you quit listening to the one who was speaking to you. Heaven was silent. And sometimes you feel that way. You feel like God's a million miles away. But here's what God did. At the most unexpected time and the unexpected way, he showed up. But guess what? Many missed this opportunity to witness this. Why did they miss this? Because of this. They were expecting something else. Listen to what Isaiah 9, 6 says. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over the kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from this time and forevermore. Something big was about to happen. They thought it would look something different, though. They looked like they thought it was going to be royalty and pomp and circumstance and power and government and throne and takeover. But in reality, we get disappointed when we don't see our plan unfold. 
when it doesn't look like it's supposed to look. They thought a king was coming to take over, but yet here's what they got in Isaiah 53 too. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. He wasn't a rock star. And when you see him, there is no beauty that you should desire him. Let's, let me tell you what happened. When this gift came to earth, it wasn't beautiful. It wasn't shiny. It wasn't fast. It wasn't popular. It was wrapped in humanity. This gift had some high drama attached to it too. There was a little scandal going on around it. You could have wrote a good soap opera about this. This couple lost trust in each other. The parents almost got a divorce and there was political deception and, and escape from danger. But listen, we often miss God because we're looking for the next best thing. We often miss God because we're looking for the newest version of him. Listen, when the iPhone comes out, the iPhone 9 comes out, within a month it's obsolete, right? Right? You're wishing you got the 10. All of a sudden, it's just nowhere. That's the thing about God. Sometimes we think his version is going to change, but he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he never changes. Jesus wasn't everything they thought he would be. So I'm going to give you something. I want you to quit trying and quit worrying about what people thought about you, what people expect you to be, or your past said you would be. All that matters is what God says who you are. Everything about Jesus' birth could have gone wrong if God hadn't stepped into the story. But so glad he stepped into the story because you know what he did? He told an angel, he told an angel to tell a virgin, it's time to go on with the plan. He told an angel to tell a man, you've got to marry this girl whether you want to or not because it's part of my plan. The word told a world to be expecting. This story teaches us how to expect God in the most un- Expected ways. Turn to Luke 2. I'm going to be reading you the Christmas story today. And it starts in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went out to be registered. Everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. Jesus, the Messiah, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the coming one, the Savior of the world was born in the most unexpected place. Bethlehem. And I know you may be thinking, yeah, Bethlehem, of course. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. And we know Bethlehem today, but can I just tell you back in the day, Bethlehem was barely a village. It was just a little drop on the map, map a little town on the way 
from Jerusalem to Hebron that you had to go through. You couldn't get to either one of those places without going through Bethlehem. I grew up in a Bethlehem kind of town. It is called Freedom, Indiana. How many of you guys know where that is? Oh, just just uh, uh, my family in the back. They know where it's at. Uh, um, it had one caution light, a post office, a gas station that is no longer open, and five churches. And at Thanksgiving, we were headed from Spencer, Indiana, to Freedom, Indiana. And Pastor Rich looked over at me, and he was like, why in the world are there four lanes going to freedom? And I said, well, let me just tell you, you had to go through freedom because there were coal mines down on the south. And in order to get to Indianapolis power and light, you had to drive through the little blink on the map called Freedom, Indiana. It has, I asked my dad this week, I said, about what is the population of freedom? And he said, about 100. <laughs> That's it. That's freedom. Um, have, it's, it's in the unexpected places where God shows up. How many of you guys have been in an unexpected place that changed your life? Well, um, Pastor Rich and I were in an unexpected place. We had been going to church together for about 11 months and we knew who each other was, but that day was a turning point. You know what a turning point is? It's a day that, that you remember what you were wearing, you remember where you were at, you remember what time it is, and it was the first time we looked at each other with a different set of eyes. Ooh, ooh. So... Our relationship started in an unexpected place. One of his friends invited him to this prayer meeting on, I think it was a Friday night, on a Friday night, and one of my friends invited me to the same place. And we showed up at this prayer meeting and we started talking afterwards. And on my way home, it was literally, it wasn't a blizzard because it wasn't 12 inches of snow, but it was snowing like a blizzard couldn't see in front of me. I was driving 20 miles an hour. I had time to think and pray. And let me tell you, I was praying because I'm not the best driver on snow. Amen. But what I heard, but what I heard the Lord say was, this man's going to be your husband. I was like, oh, heck no. I'm done with that. I'm not good at that. I do not want a husband. I am so glad she didn't <laughs> tell me that the next day or I would have ran for the hills. I didn't like confess it for a long time after that. But I want you to know, never underestimate the unexpected. Then there was an, also an unexpected place of the manger. Can you hear it? Um, I'm sorry, sir, but there is no room in the inn for your wife to deliver this baby. And then he went on to make it sound good. But there is this stable in the back with some very soft hay in it, and she can deliver the baby there. You would think a king would be born in a palace oh instead of being born in a manger in a stable, and that the people that were there were animals. There was no room 
for Jesus in the end. And sometimes we feel like there's no room for us and with us. No room to spend time with the people we love. We're just too busy. No room to fit in a workout. That used to be my excuse. No room to read our Bibles and pray. And no room to make an impact. Our capacity is so full. We're so busy flitting from here and there, and especially this time of year. We're so busy that we can't be present to the moment, and we have no room. Normally, Bethlehem was like Freedom, Indiana. But around the time that they were traveling through was when taxes were being collected. So it was busy. We, they were so busy being busy getting ready to go get their taxes done that they weren't cognizant that the king was being born in their little town. Don't you think that if we, you, me, would have been there knowing that, that we would give up our room for the king? But do we make room for him now? That is where we find ourselves so much of the time. Capacity so full that we have no room. An unexpected place. Luke 2, beginning in verse 8, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, say suddenly. An angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them, reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger, and suddenly... Say suddenly. There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You may be thinking, What is the significance of shepherds? I don't really know. But. <laughs> Could God have chosen shepherds because they're every day down to earth doing their, living their life, going to their job kind of people to prove to us in 2020 that God doesn't choose perfect people. He chooses available people. You see, unexpected people can't believe that God would ever choose them in the first place. So they're not out there showboating going, hey, all eyes on me. No, they're saying, hey, glory to God in the highest because I'm a nobody and he chose me. Then there are a couple suddenlies that you repeated. Have you ever had a suddenly moment in your life? Too many times we think suddenly moments are big and loud and all the lights are on. And, but more times than not, God doesn't give us that kind of suddenly moment. He gives us subtly moments where he speaks to us in that still small voice, where he speaks to our, our heart and our gut and we know that it has to be him. Just quiet thoughts 
when we're processing stuff with the Lord that move our hearts and set us on a new path. They were expecting this king for hundreds of years, as Pastor Rich said, then a suddenly moment happened in an unexpected place and Jesus was born. Jesus is gonna return in a suddenly moment one day. A suddenly moment. It's been prophesied and we're expecting it just like his birth was, but how many of you are really expecting it? You're living your life for that unexpected suddenly because we know he's coming back. But are we living like he's coming back? I find more times than not, people aren't living for his unexpected return. I don't. There are days where I'm too busy to take the time to be with Jesus the way that I should be. There are times that I don't quickly forgive. No, I'm gonna hold this grudge for a minute. There are times that I'm not passionate and pressed in. And that is not living in like I'm expecting Jesus to return. If there's anything we can learn from the story of Jesus's birth is expect the unexpected. Come on, that was good. So just as he is going to come back one of these days in an unexpected time, I can look back in John 3, 16, and that's a, a, that's a verse that you should memorize, you should know. But this is when the unexpected gift was given to us. John 3, 16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave, his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He gave an unexpected gift. God so loved the world, listen to me, he so loved you that he gave an unexpected gift. No one would have given this gift. Start thinking about this gift. Would you give your son? Would you give your daughter? Would you give the thing that's most precious to you? But when he gave it, he didn't just give any old gift. He didn't look around heaven and say, I wonder what I could find in this closet or I wonder what we could find in, in, in that place or I, I can look in the basement and maybe there's something down there I can get. No, no, no. He looked around heaven and he said, I'm gonna send the best gift that I have. So many times in our life, we, 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 we don't give God the best of what we can be. His only son, he gave his best Jesus accepted the mission to come and die for the whosoever's who would believe. Jesus accepted that mission even though he knew you would spit on him, you would, you would walk away from him, you would treat him with disdain. He still came for the whosoever's. He is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't care if you're white or if you're black. He doesn't care what age you are. He doesn't care what sex you are. You are the whosoever's. Look around the room. This is who he came for. You are the whosoever's. That ought to get you excited. God intervened to bring us the unexpected gift of salvation. And when he brought that gift, he brought it through the birth of Jesus Christ. God intervened then, and he intervenes now. You know, because of his grace, you didn't get what you deserved. Aren't you glad of that? 
Aren't you glad you didn't get what you deserve right now with the way that you've treated this or you've been this or your life has been because of God's amazing grace? You're sitting here today. Many of you should not even be in this house today. I shouldn't be here today, but by God's grace, he brought me through. By God's grace and his mercy, he saw me through to the other side on some things. By his grace, you're sitting in this place today. Good tidings of great joy was... And is today this. Had it not been for an unexpected time, an unexpected place, unexpected people, and an unexpected gift, you'd have no hope. You'd have no joy. You'd have no peace. You'd be lost. He saves us as his name promised. Let's look at Matthew 121 real quick. And she shall bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The greatest unexpected gift is Jesus. And I see lots of new faces out here today. And you may have come today simply for the Christmas production. But you can walk out of here with the greatest gift you will ever have. And that's salvation. Will everybody just stand and as they dim the lights, if you'll close your eyes and not look around because I'm gonna ask you today to really listen to my words and let the words that God gave me examine your heart. Let them penetrate as I say these. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, then you're saved. Listen, we aren't promised tomorrow. We aren't promised next Christmas. We don't have to get our lives together so that they look good and we're acting right to come to Jesus. That's why he came. That's why he left heaven to be born as a human, to die on a cross so that we could have salvation. He will work with us to clean our lives up. So today, if you want to receive the best gift ever and give the best gift ever back to Jesus, I'm going to ask that you go ahead and start making your way. And I want to meet you right here to pray the prayer with you. And the prayer team will be up here on the left and the right of the stage. But I just want to tell you something today. Maybe you've never accepted that gift at all. But maybe at one time you did. I'm going to challenge you in this room and those of you that are online. Maybe one time you felt that inside. Maybe you've accepted that gift, but maybe you've kind of walked away and you've just not been given your very best to God. Listen, this is not a condemnation. We all go through those times, but I do believe in this season and this day right now, it's time to rededicate ourselves to God. Let's not re-gift ourselves to him. When you re-gift so re something, you give something that has no value to you anymore. And you if and you ascribe and think it's going to have value to someone else. God said, I want the gift of you this Christmas.
I don't want you to give me your half bet. Maybe you've just become cold and, and maybe you've just kind of turned away a little bit. I got good news for you today. I got good news of glad tidings of great joy. God is still here. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's still here with you and he wants to meet you. So as they get ready to sing this song, let's not just let it be another Christmas song we sing or just a thing that we go through the motions. Let's give God our best this Christmas. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.